Hey guys, how's it going? You're listening to Everything is Light podcast. This week is going to be a really awesome episode, so I'm glad you're listening. Make sure to check out us on iTunes, subscribe to the podcast there. All of our social media is EIL Podcast, and check out our website at everythingislight.org. Hey friends, you are listening to the Everything is Light podcast. Uh, I'm Chris, and this is episode 10. I'm here with my friend Drew. Hey y'all. And my friend Leo. Hey everybody. We have a lot for you again today. We're actually wrapping up our Advent series, uh, and this is, I believe, going to be our last podcast of the year. So yeah. thank you for kind of riding this wave with us and experiencing uh, this whole thing that we're calling the Everything is Light podcast. We've had a lot of fun with it, and we plan, uh, we've got a lot of really cool things planned ahead. So uh, thanks for sticking with us, and, and thank you for listening. Ten uh, episodes. Yeah, mm-hmm. ten episodes. The big ten one. Oh. episodes. That's our uh, digits. Happy yeah. birthday. Our podcast is a fifth grader. It turned 10 today. That's not how that works, is it? (laughs) No. (laughs) One thing we're real excited about, we've got some really great guests in mind uh, that we'll be able to bring to you guys. Just real thought-provoking people, definitely smarter than us, as well as... (laughs) Leo knows what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. As well as we want to do a listener-supported episode where you guys pick the topics and the direction we take the conversation so please, if you have anything that you have in mind, any questions, anything you'd like to hear us just kind of talk about for a period of time, we, we'd love to give it time. Talk about things you guys care about. You can email us at contacteverythingislight at gmail.com. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into currents. Here we go. All right, Drew, you had something for us? In a world very 1984-esque, the Facebook overlords have figured out how to censor the news that we all care about. That's right. I'm talking about fake news. The fake news bum, bum, that has bum. changed the course of history over this last <laughs> year will soon be blocked. Well, not blocked, but yeah. Flagged. Flagged. Which, you know what? Now that I say it out loud, it's like, that actually sounds like a good thing. That sounds like it could be good for the world. Yeah. When I heard that this week. Yeah. All right. Well, we've all been there. Let's be honest. You click on an article. It seems too good to be true. And because because there are words on a computer screen (laughs) and it's the internet, you believe it. And <laughs> Chipotle is going to have free guacamole soon. Oh my gosh, you oh got a virus. Goodness. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> now you have a virus. Have fun with that. <laughs> and if you eat Chipotle's free guacamole, you might get another virus, but that's a different It's a different kind of different virus. Story. I love Chipotle. We all have I that friend's dad who post reposts <laughs> fake news constantly. We all do, whether it's the same friend or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it might be the same friend. It might all be the same friend. But yeah, so what What are they doing? How are they remedying the problem? Yeah, it's great. There's actually going to be this algorithm that uh, knows what websites do these things. Uh, to name a few, there's Breitbart. Yeah. <laughs> the Onion. The Onion. Um, Babylon B. Yeah. Babylon, <laughs> Babylon B. B. I don't know. Is that that counts as it's, satire? It's satire. Right? Like, but some people read that stuff and they think it's real. Well, we yeah. all have that friend's dad who reposts. It's the same friend who reposts <laughs> Babylon B stuff, thinking it's true. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about, right? I can't believe these mega churches. They're <laughs> they're of the devil. <laughs> Wasting money on escargot in the green room, like, you know, stupid stuff. <laughs> Which, how how weird is it that there's a subculture that thinks that's funny? Yeah. <laughs> I'm part of that subculture. I think it's hilarious. I roll my eyes at it, but at the same time, some of them are real funny. Yeah. 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 But anyway, they're going to go ahead and flag it. And so mm-hmm. when you click the link, it just says, hey, just so you know, this is fake news. <laughs> Seriously. Turn away. Yeah. <laughs> I hope like, there's They'll several. still allow you to read it, mm-hmm. but they just, before you share it or before you read it, it'll just say, hey, just so you're aware, this comes from a third-party source that is not verifiable, and, what and I, what it I'm, may be fake news. What I'm hoping is that there are several 
blocks or steps you have to go through to get to that. You know how now if you buy cigarettes in Australia like we all do, where it not only says that this causes cancer, but there's an audio box. I need Australian fans to confirm this, but I heard that on a fake news website that there's an (laughs) audio box that reads a message, like an FDA-style approved message to you that says you will get cancer from picking this up right it's like motion activated or something like that huh yeah isn't that crazy yeah and i mean it sounds like a fake news thing but that's a good idea if it you know there are all these steps you have to make all these conscious decisions yes this will be bad for me yes this will be bad for me you have to Mm -hmm. say that basically in your head when you're picking that up and i'm hoping that they have several steps that you have to go through to get to certain websites i think you know if (laughs) how funny would it be if it's just like this is fake news Click OK to proceed. You click OK. No, really, this is not good for you. <laughs> I'm not sure if you meant to push OK, but we're going to give you another try. <laughs> Are you sure this is a good idea? Press OK to continue. Please don't press OK. <laughs> is this solely for your entertainment, or do you really want to learn the wrong things? <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's funny that we need that. Like, when you get a coffee at Tim Hortons, for example... Um, which those of you that aren't listening, uh, that aren't in Michigan or Canada, you don't know what I'm talking about, but Tim Hortons has decent breakfast and okay coffee. We need our Canadian fans to confirm that. (laughs) 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 Tweet at us at EIL podcast. But you know, when you, when you get a coffee at like a, when you, any, really any kind of drive through thing and they hand you a coffee, it says directly on the lid, caution, hot. As if, mm. like, me touching the coffee, even through the sleeve, it's freaking hot. Oh, yeah, there's lawsuits over that stuff. And and literally, they have to say, this will burn you. Be careful with it. It's very hot. It's freaking coffee. You know, like, to <laughs> right. me, I just, it's funny that humans need those kind of reminders. Hmm. I feel like if I, if it didn't say hot on the lid, hot, half the time, I don't even realize if it says hot or if it doesn't. They could just have it stop saying hot, and I still don't look at it. Because I just know coffee's gonna be hot. And I just I feel like fake news is similar. Like for me, when I see something that's unbelievable online, I try to verify it from multiple sources because it good. just if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. You know? <laughs> yeah. And with this with this uh like Obama were, giving away free cell phones. Yeah, yeah. That that happened. That did actually happen. It was awesome. Yeah. But um <laughs> but like the whole uh the whole Denzel Washington uh, endorsing Trump. There was like an article going around before the election happened and they were saying that Denzel Washington was was uh, supporting Trump or he had endorsed Trump and that's like the furthest thing from the truth. It just, it wasn't a thing and Denzel Washington himself said, are you kidding me? Like this isn't real journalism, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just crazy to me that people, when they read it, it's just immediately like, oh, I guess Denzel Washington supports Trump. Like, you don't even think about, well, maybe Denzel Washington is like, I mean, he's like wrapped in like liberal Hollywood media. Is he? Like, I mean, yeah, he's he's an actor. He's a mm. Hollywood guy. Like, mm. he, the chances of a African-American guy in Hollywood supporting Trump, uh. I mean, there's Kanye. But <laughs> then sure. outside of that, like, it's, it's, it's very rare that that's actually a thing. And so when you see it, something that's that shocking and surprising – um, not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying, like, check it out a little bit further. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we got to move on. Chris, you had something for us? Yeah. So uh, Star Wars Rogue One came out this past weekend. And a lot of you listening probably have already gone and seen it, considering the numbers. Uh, a lot of people are into Star Wars. And a lot of people, a large percentage of people, went to go see it on opening weekend. Uh Rogue One's a phenomenal movie. I would really strongly encourage you to go see it. It's great. And now that um, we, uh, you said that, we have a history of spoilers in this. So I just want to make <laughs> we're this clear. We're only to. in the first week. And I've still, no spoilers. Seen, I've still yet to see this <laughs> I have movie. not seen most of it. No, are not spoilers for <laughs> this for me yet. <laughs> I have a window. <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. I So when Thank I you. watched it, I was, I was sitting next to my brother who was falling asleep in the movie theater. I really didn't know what to think about the movie until after the movie. Um, hmm. 
it's just it's a weird it's got a weird pace to it it's yeah. a little bit it different um it's not like a typical star wars movie uh it's it's actually like there are scenes where it's shot very different mm. um and it's just it's it's interesting but the thing that i noticed in the middle of the movie and i and i had to go back and look this up so i'm not like i don't know every single name of every single person but there was there's a character in episodes four, five, and six named Grand Moff Tarkin. Huh. He's played by an actor named uh, Peter Cushing. Okay, and uh, he was in his probably sixties, late fifties, early sixties, wow. mm-hmm. back in the nineteen seventies when the first Star Wars movie mm-hmm. came out, A New Hope. And in this Rogue One movie, and this is not a spoiler at all, Grand Moff Tarkin makes an appearance, but it's not just an appearance. It's he is a key character throughout the entire mm-hmm. movie, and it's the same guy, and he looks and sounds the same. He'd be ninety or something. He'd be like a hundred now. Yeah, that was back in the seventies, and he well, was probably like in his early sixties back then. We need our Star Wars fans to confirm this. And <laughs> and and so then uh, I was thinking, holy smokes, this is crazy. How did they get this guy, and how does he look like that? Huh. Um. I went to look him up, yeah. and apparently Peter Cushing has been dead for a while. Mm. Um, and what they did was they actually hired a different actor to play Grand Moff Tarkin. Okay. And then they went through all of the scenes, and they superimposed Peter Cushing's face and voice really? digitally over this other actor huh. who was like a stand-in and said all the lines. Like face swap on Snapchat. Yeah, but like... <laughs> When you watch the movie, if you haven't watched the movie already, go watch the movie. But yeah. when you watch the movie, you could never tell. There's never a moment where you're like, I think that guy might be computer animated. And it's actually very scary. Yeah. <laughs> it is really scary. It is really scary. Yeah, it's it's just phenomenal to see the kind of work that we can do with with this technology. It's, yeah. it's amazing. I, uh, I was reading an article, and they were comparing it to... Uh, there was a there was a rap concert I think two years ago. Mm. Uh, I don't remember who mm-hmm. it was who who the concert was. I think it may have been Jay Z, but I, I might be wrong. Uh, but they actually had Tupac, uh, a hologram wow. of Tupac, mm-hmm. come onto the stage. That was actually yeah. Tupac, and do an entire song. Wow. And yeah. it's it's one of those things where like Tupac's been dead for how long, yeah. and we're bringing people back with like digital animation yeah. and computer enhancement and yeah it's it's weird it's super it's super weird yeah. i didn't know exactly how they did it the whole time but i was thinking there's no way that this guy yeah. is that he looks the same as he did in the 70s mm-hmm. and yeah. i just thought that they maybe took an older peter cushing yeah. and just you know kind of de-aged him a little bit and it's his yeah. voice too one thing i saw i i've heard recently is that there is technology coming out um, I think Adobe is working on it, where at least with, as far as people's voices go, yeah. um, there's a technology that'll transcribe podcasts or audiobooks, mm-hmm. and you can actually punch in words you missed, and it'll wow. analyze your voice and inflection and add you saying that word that you never said. So in theory, you could listen to a podcast or audiobook that the person never actually recorded, it was just all typed out. That's and whoa. having said that, when Peter Cushing speaks in this movie, I, I'm wondering if they use technology like that, because it was his voice. There's another character who appears towards the end of the movie where it's a very similar technology must have been used. Yeah. And it was definitely that character's voice saying something that I don't think that character said in previous movies so it's like mm-hmm. like my mind went to oh they cut a scene from another movie and just placed this person in the scene right that's what i thought at first too <laughs> but the especially with grand moff tarkin it's so many scenes mm-hmm. yeah. and there are like there's even scenes where he makes faces <laughs> that he didn't make in the other movies and it's it's crazy you got to see it but uh, that just threw me for a loop we man. saw an early version of this in the latest x-men trilogy where one of my favorite actors michael fassbender he's amazing Mm-hmm. Um, they superimposed Ian, Sir Ian McKellen's Sir, fa- Ian Sir. McKellen. he's a knight of the crown his facial features over Michael Fassbender's face yeah. to make him look more like Magneto from the first trilogy which I just thought that was I thought that was interesting I'm into that kind of stuff yeah but yeah that was wild like they gave him his nose they also like, used this technology to make Voldemort yeah uh, 
where they took I, noses since away. Since you mentioned X-Men and Star Wars, yeah. I figured I come from the other triangle of nerdness. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good triangle. <laughs> and talk about how Voldemort's lack of nose is also part of Oh, Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. I guess You're that makes right. sense. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I wasn't yeah. allowed to but watch that. Just a real quick, though, like a thought that I had while you're talking about, you know, like um, Peter Cushing. Yeah. I wonder, like, what, like, permission-wise, like, did they, have, did they have to go, like, through his family? Mm, I don't and, like, know. Like, the Tupac yeah. thing, like, that that's, like, a thought that goes through my mind. Right. Like, do you have to, like, ask these people's families for permission? How does, like, all of that work? Like, Would you mind that, like, if you, you make that, that like, decision? for his grandkids yeah. watching yeah. this movie and seeing... Is that, like, horrendous or is that, like, amazing? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. So, I have a confession yeah. to make real quick. I fell asleep during Rogue One... <laughs> I regret it deeply. I'm going to rewatch it tonight. <laughs> it's those new theaters with those red reclining sofas. Yeah, yeah they'll get you all the way back, all the way back to Dreamland. Yeah, it can be like the most thrilling movie ever, and you're just still out. I woke cold. up and things were blowing up. I'm I yeah. missed a lot. You so did miss a lot. I am very much looking forward to finding out if this is actually a movie I enjoy or not. <laughs> I'm excited to see it. Regardless. Yeah. Well, okay, so we're going to change tone a little bit. Leo, you had something for us? Yeah, so um, this week uh, I was just watching stuff on Facebook. Uh, we talked about Facebook earlier and fake news and stuff. Probably not, like, the best use of my time. Mm. But, um, you know, there are some, like, credible news sources on uh, people that share um, these news sources on Facebook. Um, and there was just footage from the stuff that's been happening in Aleppo that mm. I've been watching in you know, like if I if I wasn't on Facebook or if I wasn't on Twitter and I don't watch the news or anything, I don't like I'm kind of just out of the loop, right? In in general and that kind of stuff, just because I don't want to be feeding myself a lot of negativity, mm. and that's kind of just what comes out in the media for the most part. Yeah. Um, but this uh, just a series of videos kept coming up, and I was watching, and um, yeah, and so I I thought like, okay, I'm going to you know share this because if I'm feeling this way. Uh, if I feel like I'm not being made aware of these things, too, I... We're good. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, if I'm if I'm feeling like I'm not being made aware of these things, I'm sure other people are. And I wrote, like, this is, you know, this is something that needs our attention. Injustice anywhere mm. is a threat to justice everywhere. Martin Luther wow. King. Yeah. And then a link to um, preemptive love and what they're doing mm, out they're there. They're amazing. That's all I put on this post, and I thought it was really interesting to, like, read kind of the comments below, like, after that, like, how, you know, me kind of wanting to just shed light on this kind of thing would lead to rabbit trails in opposite directions. Like, someone was talking about how this was, like, end times being manifested, oh. <laughs> and someone oh. else was talking about how, you know, there are other communities, like, specifically, like, the LGBT community in the oh. United States that's being you know, like marginalized and mm. like, it, it, I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of throwing this out there to you guys, like yeah. Drew and Chris and to you guys on the podcast, like, um, like trying to process this with you guys. What is up with that? <laughs> like what's <laughs> up with the division and what's up with like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Well, it, for me, the, the hard part about it is, I have a hard time and and I don't say this like I don't say this pridefully or I don't say this with any kind of dignity other than I think anybody deserves but the hard part for me is I get really angry especially when I see people who uh, because I've been in church my whole life I see people who consider themselves Christ followers and you know who follow try try their best to follow Jesus and um I would never question their motives or their you know mm -hmm. I, I really genuinely believe that they're true about that but like you said when there's injustice anywhere it's a threat to justice everywhere and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um Martin Luther King was a Christian he was a Christ follower uh and for me when I hear and see uh the things that are going on in Aleppo it breaks my heart and I know that it breaks God's heart and for me to hear anybody take that and say, oh, well, this is just the end times happening. It's like, what? what is it that's in you that's just trying to get away? Yeah. It's just trying to get out. Like, there, there's a problem right now that that needs to somehow be fixed and i don't i don't have the answer or the solution 
Preemptive Love is doing amazing things, mm-hmm. and we've, mm-hmm. we've put Courtney. links before to their organization. It is Preemptive Love Coalition, and they're doing awesome stuff, Jeremy Courtney and the crew. Um, and I know that they're helping in the best way possible, and I think really the only tangible solution that I've heard is just give to them because they're they're directing the money the right way. Uh, but outside of that, uh, when you are faced with injustice and you're faced with just brokenness and violence, and I mean, these are, it's a city of children just getting Mm. bombed. And, you know, when you, when you see these sort of things, there are two responses. And the one response can be for you to run into the conflict and try and be a peacemaker and help it and save it and solve it. And then there's the other response of, well, we're already too far gone. Let's just get out of here. You know, mm-hmm. and and that second response is just not the it, that's not the Christ like response. In my opinion, there's just no way that Jesus would look at the situation and say, oh, it's all going to hell anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it just to me, that doesn't compute. Yeah. And what doesn't like compute with me either is like the other the other comment that talked about, you know, like more domestic like problems that we face in mm. America, like obviously i'm not trying to like put value more towards aleppo versus yeah problems here but like i think another thing that i wrote was like compassion transcends national borders like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. compassion and and empathy like we're all i don't know at least as far as i see it we're all part of the same thing and we're all human regardless of whatever language or Mm -hmm whatever like yeah. anything that can separate mm-hmm. us is just it's fake it's just uh, like <laughs> it's not relevant to us like still being human and yeah. needing to help each other and needing to be a part of you know like like people in other countries want to help people and we forget that we have there are other people in other countries who send missionaries to the united states yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. to like help americans and like it's not just us being like westerners trying to help the world and you not mm-hmm. the united states having this like this complex of being you know the savior savior complex yeah it's like all of us trying to help one another in the whole entire world live at peace and i don't know that's like right. the, that's the main kind of thought that i wanted to um leave with this yeah. thought yeah. and this current is that like regardless of w- anything like when i um when you when you're on when you have your your facebook platform or any mm-hmm. or when you have conversations like I th- it'd be it'd be best I feel like in my opinion to just remove that sense of separatism from yeah like other people and just you know kind of take a step back and realize the bigger picture. It, it's only a question away. A lot of people have like these kind of default answers that they go to when yeah, and and, and that shows in like the thing in the things they post when those kind of things come up. Mm-hmm. But if there's there's one question that if they just asked themselves would break through that rhetoric and into compassion and like towards you know getting out out of yourself out of just like this is my own world and they're this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and realizing that you know like god loves them too they need help they're the marginalized right now even if they're far away they are my neighbor Mm -hmm. yeah well, and I, I think once you remove those, once you remove those compartmentalizations in your, in mm. your head and in your heart, uh, I mean, think about it. What's, what is a border? Made up lines. It's yeah. Like what, exist. what is a border? You know, it's not even a real thing. It's something that we make up and the, those are things that can change over time. They do. And they do. And they have, and you know, we put people and stations up to guard these lines that are fake. And that's fine, you know, you need national security, you need whatever. But when you start to break these things down and you really, like Leo said, you really start to realize that just the humanity mm-hmm. in it all. Um, I feel like there's a level of priority that starts to come up. And for me, when I see children being buried in the wreckage of a building that was blown up and their parents are either dead or have been gone for a yeah. long time, they have no way to get out and they have no, I mean... You think about, I, my wife and I were watching this thing on Aleppo yesterday, and there was a 10-month-old baby that they just pulled out mm-hmm. of the wreckage of this house. Yeah, 
And I mean, it was just concrete, just broken, just exploded concrete. And there's this bloody 10 month old baby just getting pulled out of, of the wreckage. And I just thought, you know, there is nothing in the world that is more pressing and more of a priority than that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's you know? tens of thousands of orphans. Right. And not around. to minimize anybody else's experience, but when there are people in the world that literally are there are orphans that don't know how to get out of a war-torn city, mm-hmm. that's a priority. There mm. are people that don't have access to clean water or or food. That's a priority. And I, not to say that all of the other people that have other issues and have mm-hmm. discriminations and have maybe they, they don't have equal rights as somebody else in the U.S. or, or you name it, all of those things are important and should mm-hmm. be sir and should be dealt with in in due time. But I, I just can't help but think like when you see this sort of thing, it's just wh- who in the world is saying you know what? Don't pull that ten-month-old baby out of the wreckage. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We have bigger fish to fry. You know. Yeah. <laughs> to me, that just blows my mind and it angers me. Yeah, I think uh, what it comes down to, we've talked about this before, like in church and stuff. Um, we spoke about it. Is what how how we choose to believe, like what we choose to believe, um, determines our actions. And if we believe that there's a lack of hope or a lack of resources, a lack of mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. We're going to choose to wow. live in fear. Mm-hmm. And prioritize. We're to choose to prioritize other things. And um, if we choose to believe that there is enough people who want to help everyone mm-hmm. and that there's hope for everyone and that there's, you know, resources available to everybody, mm-hmm. it might not happen in the way that we think it's going to happen. But if we believe that this is the truth, that there's hope for everyone, then we're going to choose to reach out to everyone. Yeah. yeah, that's good. To reach out to the people in Aleppo, to reach out to the communities who feel marginalized in the United States, across the world. Like, there's there's enough hope for everybody. Mm. It's just a matter of making sure that we're stubborn and yeah. insistent that that is the truth. That's so mm. important. And that's what we're about here at Everything is Light. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we've got a special big Advent finale for you guys. It's something we've been working on. And it's going to be, we think you're going to enjoy it. Episode 10. A New Hope. Here we go. The Christmas story is full of surprises. There are twists and turns that we don't think about very much. Think about the shepherds. It's just another night watching the sheep. They're working the night shift, just like every other night. The same sights that they saw every night. The same smells that they smelled every night and then out of nowhere the angels of heaven appear and a bright light shows all around them and the angels sing the praises of heaven they announce the birth of the Christ they announce a changed universe and it was announced to the people that you'd least expect the shepherds with the most mundane job imaginable They got a front row seat to the shifting of the universe. Jesus came to the people you'd least expect. Light came into the world where you'd least expect it. Isn't that how it always is? Think about the wise men, or the magi. They were pagan astrologers. They weren't Jewish. They didn't live in Israel. They were outsiders. And they were doing the same things that they did every night. They were looking into the sky for a sign from the gods, and they found it. Even though they weren't part of the club or or even the religion of Christ, they got this front row seat because they were looking. Jesus came to the people you'd least expect. Light came into the world where you'd least expect it. Isn't that how it always is? It's important to keep your eyes open. Advent is about God coming to us, not just the first time in the birth of Jesus, and not even just the second time in the second coming of Christ, but God's continual coming to us every single day. If we open our eyes, we can orient ourselves to see him in the everyday, in the mundane, the ordinary, the everything. 
Advent is a time of opening our eyes to the goodness and the light all around us. There were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these things in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh the thing that that sticks out to me a lot when we talk about the shepherds and the wise men is that if you think about it, like they left their livelihood. <laughs> they had a lot of sheep. You think they took them all? No. <laughs> they rode the sheep over there. <laughs> 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 Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they said to the sheep. <laughs> There's yeah, a Jesus sheeple, out there yeah. now. <laughs> um, but seriously though, like when when it says that they like went with haste like yeah. they they left it. their post Dropped they were like everything. you know what there's something more important out there than these sheep and you know when you're a shepherd you're usually tending someone else's flock so someone owns those sheep oh and they probably lost their jobs because mm-hmm. they left the sheep and it's wild the sheep weren't watched anymore but it, it was one of those things it's one of those moments where it just changes everything Mm -hmm. you see something you experience something you learn something you you get to know somebody you have a conversation that just changes everything and i think that that was one of those moments you look at the wise men and the magi and herod told them to go and Mm. check out what was going on and to get back with him and to tell him where this baby was was at and they went the other way around back home intentionally to not report to Herod because they had been working with Herod up to this point and they had a moment where they said wait if this if this god is a thing if this baby is is this god if this messiah is real and this is this is the new reality that we live in then that changes everything Man, once they understood what was in front of them, that definitely changes everything. I mean, you think about the wise men. These are people from a distant land who were, (laughs) a term I've heard it said, these were pagan astrologers. Hmm, Yeah. And then the shepherds themselves, I mean, those were dirty people on the outskirts of society. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about in your life, there are times in my life where I have been ignorant in the past, and there were people who I thought, whether it was just people I didn't like, people at school, things like... It was mostly like high school. But who, in my head, who and in your head, who are the dirty people on the outskirts of society? That's who Jesus would have appeared to. Mm-hmm. Not to me. No. Jesus wouldn't have appeared to me. He would have appeared to pagan astrologers and the dirty people outside of society. Mm. Yeah, it's phenomenal. The whole The whole Christmas story has these, like, these little... These little Easter eggs hit. It's nuggets. funny uh, Easter eggs, but uh, they have these <laughs> little Christmas nuggets. Little, there's these little Christmas chickadees, chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's these little things hidden throughout the Christmas story that when you really start to pay attention to them, it it almost just you start to wake up a little bit. You know, you start to realize certain things. Like mm-hmm. like there were there were really good 
devout Jews that had been waiting for a long, long time. We're talking hundreds of years. For this. For this thing. And the shepherds are the ones that get to see him right after his birth. Well, and Herod was, Herod was half Jewish, Mm -hmm. but he's the one who sent them out to kill him. Mm -hmm. Well, because he was the king. Yeah. And, and even Herod heard, you know, if there's this king of the Jews, like I'm the king of the Jews, Mm -hmm. go kill this other kid, you know, whoever he is. And it's just, it's one of those things where when you kind of, you start to think about the nuances of it, Mm -hmm. these shepherds that angels appear to. These wise men that they start to, they're reading the stars, which they do all the time mm-hmm. yeah. to, to hear messages and, and to, to hear things and, and see things in wow. the stars from other gods. You know, they're, they're a completely different religion from a different part of the world. And they see something in the stars, which was their job to see something yeah. in the stars. They see something in the stars that goes, Oh my goodness! The entire world is changing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's you know? incredible. I want to know what that looked like. And and then <laughs> and then you think about even just Mary and Joseph, and we touched on this a little bit last week with Father Ken. But Mary and Joseph—they're this poor teenage Jewish couple, unwed mother. Uh, she's an unwed mother, and he like she's you know essentially not a single mom, but she's essentially a single mom. And and Joseph is this this dude that's just along for the ride, and and he hmm. doesn't know what's happening. They go to Bethlehem, and there's no room for them, and and they're amongst animals, and they're in this like a, a lot of biblical historians think they it's got like turned a cave, away. Yep, they know? got turned away constantly. Yeah, and it's just it's one of those things that just there was no room for him. Hmm. There was no room for him. But the people who made room for him, yeah, he was available to. Yeah. Isn't that wild? The people that had the room for him. Make room. <laughs> oh, making revelations in this podcast right now. You feeling it? <laughs> Opened up my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt a few wrinkles in yeah. my brain. <laughs> Even I'm, ironing out the wrinkles. No, no. <laughs> One of my favorite people in the world is a guy named Bob Goff. And he just, he posts like some of the most inspirational, amazing things. He's working with Jeremy Courtney a lot right now with Preemptive Love Coalition. Mm-hmm. But He's been saying stuff a lot about this. He said, the wise men set out to find a baby who God sent to find us, and he still searches relentlessly for Mm. us. Another one I saw that I think this is hilarious. Even the sheep knew everything was about to change. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Um, The other one I saw that made me really happy um, had to do with Joseph. Joseph had plenty of hard questions. It's time to bring God yours. Yeah. 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 The story just has so much nuance and so much beauty. I think that the thing that sticks out the most to me, it, it kind of piggybacks off of something that Father Ken said in passing last week mm-hmm. on our podcast. If you haven't heard it, please go listen back. I That's honestly the fa- my favorite podcast we've ever recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, but something that he said was that Advent isn't just about the first coming of Christ, and Advent isn't just about the second coming of Christ, but it's the continual, like, God showing up. Hmm all the time Mm -hmm. and it's about reorienting ourselves to be able to see god showing up all of the time god's always coming you just you can't you don't see it unless you look for it a lot of the time and that making room to see it is something i'm i mean seems like we're actively pulling out of this right now like i i have a lot of things i do but one of the fun things i do that i genuinely enjoy is i work at a coffee shop in downtown detroit and making room to see God in every single person who expresses to me, like, first of all, who walks through that door, Mm. but second of all, who express their dreams to me, you know, like this is, it's really cool. This place has been, they've cultivated this atmosphere where I believe people can dream and work out these things. And the just countless people I've talked to already in the short time I've worked there who have these new great ideas and they want to start things. Everyone's starting something. Yeah. And I love hearing about it. And God, God, God dreams with you in that stuff. God works with you in that stuff. I mean, if you make room for him to, especially if you make room to recognize it and I want to see that in every single person, I get so excited about every dream because I'm like, 
this is God working in my city. Every single person who walks right. in that door. Well, mm-hmm. and, and I think a lot of it's just about how you look at it, because that's that's the whole point of this podcast. We exist to tell stories of resilient mm-hmm. hope. The, yeah. the point of this podcast is the reason that we call it Everything is Light, the reason that every anything that we do as Everything is Light is done is because you can find there's hope and there's goodness and there's light in the world. And a lot of the time we don't see it, but it's not because it's not there. It's because we don't look. And so even if you're not somebody who, let's say you don't believe in God, maybe you don't identify as a Christ follower. That's totally cool. There's hope. There is goodness. There is light, whatever you want to call it, whatever you tend to call it Mm -hmm. in your day to day life is Mm -hmm. out there. I recognize it as God. I recognize it as Christ, but it's out there. This hope is out there. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that's far away. It's not something that you have to like you know dream up and wish for and it, it's every day. It's in the people right in front of you. It's here. You just have to open your eyes and I think the Advent mm-hmm. story is so much about that. Yeah. I like lately I've been kind of uh actively trying to look at things differently Mm. um a lot of the things that have been going on just you know like globally and within the communities that i'm a part of and stuff like that have just kind of made me want to be a lot more aware and a lot more intentional about like seeing life through other people's eyes and Mm -hmm. um the biggest lesson that i've been taking away uh from from having conversations like this and having uh, conversations over dinner with friends or uh, listening to different podcasts with things I don't really even care about, Mm. like initially really care about or thought I would care about. Like it's just shown me that like if I don't open my eyes and keep an open heart Mm -hmm. towards just the world in general, then I'm not going to be able to, um, see how hope is written in other people's lives Mm. and more often than not for me it's like i find hope in knowing that it's not just in the things that i think it's going to show up in that hope comes it's in the things that i would have never expected and i think just in general like keeping an open mind and an open heart for hope and we talk about resilient hope insistent hope stubborn hope Mm -hmm the whole reason we do this whole entire podcast is to reorient towards having that stubborn, <laughs> that stubbornness about like looking for hope and other things. And so yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm proud of us. High five. Good job, guys. <laughs> High five. guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Leo. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've, we've kept you guys for a while now. And what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and go to the takeaway we just want to thank you guys so much for listening. It's it's really cool just to see. I mean, we look at the numbers on SoundCloud and just to see that there are actually people that care about our podcast. And, and it's crazy. It's not just our country. It's not even just our hemisphere. People all over the world listen Talking to Talking to you, thing. Germany. And Argentina. Did you see Argentina? Wow. Yeah. She's good. <laughs> um. Even if it's one person, even if it's two people, even if it's eight people, even if it's 800 people, we are so thankful that you guys are listening. Mm-hmm. And we are so thankful that you're on this journey with us. And we hope that this has been inspiring. We hope this has been a good thing for you. Um, we are so excited to get back into things in the new year. Mm-hmm. We've got so many cool interviews and different things coming up that we are just, we're stoked about. And we hope you are too. To wrinkle um, our brain a little. Yeah. Wrinkle and unwrinkle. Just iron it out and, and get it all straight. Isn't that the greatest gift of all? Wrinkles? Wrinkly brains. Yes. what we're trying to give. <laughs> Hope and wrinkly brains. <laughs> so, <laughs> so everyone, I present you with the takeaway. Thank you for listening. Hope and beauty and goodness and love and God are right in front of you. Are you looking for it? Do you see it? Open your eyes. Happy Christmas. And that's another episode. Thank you so much for listening. To support us, you can rate or review on iTunes or check out our store at everythingislight.org. 
We have something real special coming up in the next few weeks where we are doing a listener-supported episode where we want to be able to take your questions and you get to guide where the conversation goes. Please send us any emails, feedback, or ideas for topics, questions even, to contacteverythingislight at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Sweet Christmas. Hey, you kids, cut that out! <laughs> oh, man. That's bad. Sorry, Drew. Go ahead. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. It happened in our house Christmas Eve. Some people think that the thing is Santa. But as for me and Grandpa, we believe. And the lawyers! Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Second verse? Is there? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I was gonna say the same verse. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> we got run over by a reindeer. Yeah, really sorry, Grandma. Why did we write this song? <laughs> the case went to trial in the North Pole. The jury was stacked with elves that don't belong. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Christmas. <laughs> An uncompassionate judge just shot it down. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag justice for grandma. He was also a toy maker. (laughs) I'm not saying he was Santa. I'm not saying he wasn't. (laughs) Justice for grandma. E-I-L. I mean, if the big red suit fits, (laughs) wear it. Then. (laughs) That's the OJ reference. Did you get it? If, Yeah, the, the thin white glove. Yeah. The rubber, the glove. The glove. <laughs> so, if if the glove don't fit, we must acquit. Yeah, <laughs> that's sign. If pal. the suit don't fit, <laughs> uh, we must acquit. I don't know. There's something there. That's stupid. There's a, I'm I'm looking at a poop emoji right now I'm that you can really rest your head on. To figure out more things to say about this. Don't try so hard. <laughs> There's nothing else. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I am gonna add, just end it with. Uh, you say the Jesus, Jesus thing, and then I'll. <laughs> no, I'll I'm, go, cu- I'm no. cutting that. You guys didn't like it. <laughs> I'm cutting that. I thought it was funny. How I was just like, you send it back. Okay, we're going. I, Chris, you had something for us. <laughs> how are you gonna edit that? I have no clue. I'm that's good your, at it. I, you guys have no idea. I have edited so much crap. All the sniffles, all okay. of them. All right, all right. Send it back to me. <laughs> We missed that opportunity because we went episodes one through six without making any Star Wars references, so now we can't. <laughs> episodes one through seven, we missed. <laughs> yeah, well, this is a <laughs> Rogue One. <laughs> Episode ten, a Jar Jar's beginning. <laughs>
It's just like Rogue Eight. I appreciate that joke, and every every time someone posts about like this movie, what? Like, like on Facebook, whenever anyone posts like about this movie, oh, I hope for a, a Jar Jar reappearance or something. Yeah, I mean, he's he's allegedly like still out really there ruling old right? Jar Jar. Jar Jar, like he didn't Jar die. Jar died. Well, he didn't die, but he's I'm saying king. he. They took him out of that out of that storyline very fast. Wait, no, he was in two and three. He wasn't. In he three, was king. Was he? He became king. Oh my God, Jar Jar's coming back. <laughs> we just elected him as president of these here United States. Oh God. <laughs> me, me so scared. <laughs> Misa me, me so Kunis. Man. I'm just going to read it from the yeah. Bible. Yeah. I'm going to read from, the angel part. I'm going to Biblioteca. Biblioteca. Yeah. What Bible is that in? Hello. Hey. What's up, man? Hey, what yes. what Bible is um the Christmas story in? Uh, Matthew. Matthew. No, what Bible? 